Wait, are you... <laughs> are you gonna count me in? Whatever. I'm just gonna go for it. Welcome to the Queen's Lead Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Singleton. And as a child of the 80s, I'd love to say Queen's rule. But they don't. Queen's lead. Being a queen means you are worthy to be a leader of people. The guests on our show do exactly that. They are leading the way in their businesses, families, and communities. And they're taking their rightful place in the spotlight, leading and inspiring the developing queens in all of us. Welcome to the Queen's Lead Podcast. Now here's your host, Amy Singleton, the queen of realness, leading conversations about business, life, and the real shit you want to know. Welcome everybody back to another episode of the Queen's Lead Podcast. Today I am joined by Christina Vigil. She is the declutter queen and you can see if you're watching on YouTube, we are wearing our mutual queen crowns today. So I'm excited to welcome you. Welcome Christina. Welcome. I'm so happy to be here. Um, you know, the minute I saw you with your crown, it was like, yep, she's my girl. I need to get with her. That's it. Ah, And I should have pinned mine on. It just falls off in my head. I'll be placing that upon my head as she says, queenly and leaderly things, but let's dig right in. Christina, tell the audience who you are. Hi everyone. Well, my name is Christina Vigil and I am a mom of three, a wife of 13 years and opened up my own business called Declutter Queen. It's an organizing service here in Oklahoma city. And I have been labeled the declutter queen and it's just it's one that is truly amazing like I I love my life and there's always room for improvement but that's who I am is you know I'm the it's who we are and you know I am the queen you know I sprinkle little fairy dust wherever I go (laughs) yes you do oh my gosh you are just the brightest soul and I love it so Tell us a little bit about like your history, your past, what brought you to owning your own business where, you know, what what happened before you decided, (laughs) like, I think I'm going to do this thing on my own, this whole life on my terms thing. Yes. So I um, was in corporate America the last um, 20 plus years. I was, I have ADHD and really just thought I could do one thing. Well, I was really good at customer service. I'm very, uh, an extrovert through and through. I'm the kid that always says, calm down, calm down. And, um, so I was really, really good at that, but I just told myself because I was not good in school, you know, this is the best you can do. So do it really, really well. Well, you know, raise the kid, you know, he's 17 now. Uh, and it was one of, I wanted to give him everything. So Mm -hmm. I worked and worked and worked and made a really good living, but I was never at home. Well, then, um, me and my husband tried for years to have a baby and I was scared to death to have a baby because of, of having seizures and everything with my son. So then it finally was like, he's old enough to kind of be on his own, you know, fix himself cereal in the morning, like, you know, those types of things where like, why do I want to start all over? So we quit trying and voila, I end up pregnant. (laughs) Not always how it works. Uh. Yes. (laughs) Uh, And then um, I was planning on having um, a medical procedure, a hysterectomy 
Um, and three days before my surgery, they canceled all elective surgeries due to COVID. Oh. And now I have a three-year-old. <laughs> we have another so um, I was really good at my job, but it became just a job. There was no passion left. And when COVID happened, I had to slow down. I mean, even though we were busier than ever, I couldn't go back to the restaurant when it wasn't my time to be there. Mm. I couldn't go in and save the day. You know, I couldn't be everywhere at once. Like I had to stop and be present in the moment. Well, that took me on my spiritual journey and that took me on being a learning based individual and growing Mm. and figuring out, Oh my, why my life was in craziness, you know, and how it truly was affecting my work, affecting my home life you know, how am I going to raise two kids when I can't even control the environment I'm in right now? So yeah, I, I had to look within and it was, it was not pretty. Um, pretty (laughs) (laughs) Looking into the windows of our own soul is not always a pretty thing to look at, is it? No, it it was, it was okay. I was $115,000 in debt at that point. And I was working my ass off for nothing to show for it. And it was, I woke up one day um, and I'm like, I am 37 years old and I have no clue who I am, what Mm -hmm. I'm doing. I, I don't even know what the joke is all about. You know what I mean? Like I totally quit learning at everything, you know, it was just going through the motions And for the first time in my adult life, I picked up a book, started listening, listening, and then just reading along. And it was, um, it was Girl, Wash Your Face. That was my first one. Oh, that was your first one. Oh my gosh, Uh, I love it. And it was Girl, Wash Your Face. uh, (laughs) (laughs) And then, um there was Ed Milet's The Power of One More. Mm. And then it just snowballed. And then I started listening to podcasts. And then I really started digging into my ADHD because throughout my whole adult life, I just was like, refuse to take medicine. You know, I've got this, this is working for me. And it really opened a lot of doors on how living in flight or flight really affects our ADHD and the surroundings that we're in. And, you know, so that's where the organizing side came from, because Mm. it was, I saw a girl on TikTok and she was like, I have ADHD and, you know, this, this correlates with this. And it was like, wait a second. I do that stuff already, but I'm missing that one little step. And then as my mindset was getting better because I was really learning again for the first time in my life mm-hmm. and really um, going to therapy and then working on reprogramming my subconscious, then I realized, wait a second, the more I clean up my house, the more mm-hmm. I'm organizing 
when the kids go to bed and all of these little things, my life is getting easier. Yes. And so I just kept on and kept on. Well, originally I did not want to organize. I wanted to resell. So my friends were like, I said, I will organize your closet if you let me have your clothes where I can. <laughs> yeah. And they were like, Christina, you're really good at this. I don't want to, I don't want to do this. Like I, you know, I don't want things in pretty little bins and, you know, like, <laughs> well, here we are. <laughs> uh, do it, it doesn't it always now. have to, yeah, it doesn't always work out the way you think it's going to work out, does it? Yes. So, um, I, like I said, I, when I lost my job in October, 2022, I was like, well, I'm just going to resell because I don't want the typical nine to five. I know. I, I mean, cause I had made a lot of extra money throughout the years doing it. And I really just wanted to help people, you know, like I wanted to help people with ADHD. I wanted to show them that, Hey, there is an easier way. Or if you do have this crazy story and you feel like this is the best you can do, if you're, if you really want to, you can do anything you want to do. So, yeah. um, the first year in my business, I, w- I opened up November 11th of 2022. And the first year was a little rocky. And here's why is because I knew how to organize and I knew what the other people needed, but I still was trying to figure out the business side. You know, I've ran other pieces of oh, people's yeah. business. I ran other people's totally business. different ball game here now, isn't on our it, own? It is, <laughs> you know, and you just jump in and get started and don't think about all of those little things that need to be done. And, you know, really sending now the proper messaging and like what you're going to do with that, you know, like all I knew is I wanted to help people, you know, and this is who I wanted to do. And, you know, sometimes we get so stubborn that we can't see the bigger picture. So I really had to take my Christina out of the equation and put in, (laughs) okay, how have I made businesses run successful for the last 20 years, you know? Mm -hmm. And so as I go on to this new chapter of really defining that and moving forward of what I learned, what I don't need to keep, where I need to grow, you know, it's truly been life changing. And, you know, I really hope that I can help just people in general, whether it be the mom that is restarting everything over, or it would be the girl that is healing from all the major traumas and, you know, just doesn't quite understand what direction to take, or whether it be the busy mom that just doesn't have time to organize that needs her life put together, you know, whatever the case may be, I just want to make sure that I leave my imprint and leave a little love wherever I go. Yeah. A hundred percent. What a beautiful story. I, there's so much to unpack here. Like I could ask you a hundred questions, but I, I love that you talked back about how you quit learning because number one, you didn't have a very good experience in school, right? In public schools, like, especially with a person, a person having ADHD, like you were probably had all kinds of labels plastered all over you when you graduated or finally finished school. And so 
I totally understand that, like not learning for me, like reading, I was, was a chore in, in school. I hated it. I, my parents really weren't readers. Um, and so I was not, you know, that value was not instilled in me. And I will never forget the first book I picked up as well. That started, that was the catalyst to my journey. It was, um, I think it was a Jen Sincero, you're a badass at making money. And that was the very first one I read sitting out in a camper in West Texas, crying and praying for a way to bring my husband home, knowing that I wasn't going to be able to go back to nursing physically. My body wouldn't let me, but going, how else can I make money? And, and it wasn't even about making money. It was about how can I look inward and figure out what am I capable of learning? What am I capable of doing that can actually serve other people? And all the culmination of all of our experience from the past is able to, to come forth whenever we start learning again. And, oh, yes. and that was and, such a huge um, epiphany for me. Like, and, and of course you can take it too far. You can just sit around and read and learn and listen to podcasts and never take any action. But when you do listen to a podcast or you read a book and you take action, like incredible things happen. And I, I kind of felt dumb at first for not realizing that sooner, such a, such an impact. Well, you know, a lot of people don't know this. And I mean, you're probably the first one that I've spoke to about out loud is I actually originally wanted an academy. It's actually my LLC is AIM Academy, All In Mindset Academy. And I literally still to this day, seven days a week, I practice the six keys to abundance. And then I put family and friends in there but I learned something. So if I do listen to a podcast, I spend that time. I listen to the podcast. I document, like, basically I'm turning it into the teacher. Okay. What did I learn? And then I have to go apply that through that day somehow, some way. So it gets instapled into my brain, you know, and yeah. rewiring that. So it's one, um, like today I was listening to the one minute salesman and, you know, so I took what I got out of that and then try at least two to three times the day applying what I learned from that. So then that way I, I've read it, I've wrote it and now I'm taking action on it because mm -hmm. I was that way in the beginning is I was learning all this information and I was listening to all this, but there was no action. And then, you know, I actually start my new years in November. Um, so it's very, it's been that way for years. I don't know why. <laughs> um, but I redo everything. And this year is all about intentionality and taking more time to make sure that I can have intentionality and the correct action, you know, Yes, I want to still have very good productive days, but I don't need to pack every hour, but make sure that it's productive and intentional with everything that I do. Yeah, I love that. How, so how often are you reading, writing and implementing? Is this like a daily thing for you? And it do you is use part. a journal? Like how do you physically do it? Uh, well, Teach us, oh, wise one. Uh, <laughs> Um, either the morning or night, I try to do different, um, depending on what it is. So I do self on Sunday, spiritual on Monday, um, physical on Tuesday, Wednesday, um, time, and then family, friends, 
growth and business. And what I do is either I find a podcast, but, or I, whatever book I'm reading, I just set a timer for 30 to 35 minutes. This is my, you know, time. Like I was going to school per se. And I listen or I read or whatever the case, whatever that little lesson is all in my head, what it's all about. And then I apply it to what I'm doing. So if I'm reading a book, I'll read the book all week, but I will try to figure out what can I get out of it for myself? You know, what developments that can I use for myself? And then I just write a quick little five page little not five page, five sentence, little summary of that. And then I ask myself, how in those five sentences, how can I apply? How can I apply this? Why, why was this resonating with me? And Mm -hmm. how can I apply that to myself or to uh, like the other day, I was listening to Brandon for shard, and this will kind of just give you an example of what we eat, what we ate three days ago is what we're feeling today. So, Mm. and a lot of people don't realize that. So then what did I do? I intentionally watched what I ate that day, just so I could see the rewards of it three days later. And it actually, I felt amazing. So that's what I try in trying to do is really make sure, okay, if I'm not feeling well, if it's not in my what what did I eat? What did I do? How much sleep did I get? So it just mm. kind of reprograms that of, well, I just feel like crap today. Okay, well, what's Hi. happened over the last few days? Yeah. So it's, I really, and it's one, I never went to college. And I feel that I kind of go to, you know, it's, if we want to learn and grow, we got to put in the effort to learn and grow. So that is part of my self-care because I'm growing as an individual. And with that, and it might even be something as simple as, oh, wow, I think that this would resonate with a lot of people. So then I do, I do that, you know, Um, it's just, it's part of my getting my shit together. Literally. (laughs) I mean, it's trying to, educate myself on what's all out there what what is happening that could potentially get me to the next level that I am willing to go to because being a good community builder and being a learning-based individual you can get a lot out of your life Oh, 100%. And I, I love that you're able to and willing to share your ways with us because I think this is something we can all do. Um, I love that you said when you started learning again, then you looked inward. What did you see when, when you really paused to look inside and, and what did you love about what you saw and, and what did, what inspired you to change um, when you looked inward? Well, first it was, I've always had a beautiful soul. I mean, you could stop me to the ground and I'm still going to, I mean, it takes a lot for me not to truly love you. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I knew that that's always, everybody's always said, Christina, you've had the biggest heart, but I was so empty inside. My inner child was just 
crying, you know, and my inner self was just dead. And it took a lot of understanding that, especially from the spiritual side of really releasing, because if you are holding in all of that stuff, new energy can't come into your life. You know, if you are not healing and digging in from the root, like being opening your mind and your heart enough to know what's really going on, you know, realizing the triggers that are putting you in those tailspins. And I have to do it daily, sometimes multiple times a day, not beating myself up and, you know, interrupting a thought because I'm saying it in a way that is coming off negative, even though I might not mean it negative, it is still coming off negative, which in return means my subconscious is taking over. And in order to recreate what you want, because we are all our own creators, but we have to get rid of those habits, those systems that no longer serve us. Yeah, they might have served us at one time, but it's no longer serving our higher self. And I've, you know, and everybody is put on this earth for a purpose. It's up to you and you alone to find out what that is. And the only way to do it is look with inside you and do the inner work with inside you. That's right. I do. I do a lot of scripting. I do a lot of letters, you know, um, in the sense of, you know, you hurt me and it. I forgive you. And a lot of people don't understand forgiveness is not for the other person. It is for you. So you can move on. And, you know, a big one is boundaries. I am really learning boundaries and to use my voice, use the communication that I'm learning. Because also I didn't realize how much I was not communicating, even though I thought I was. And even though I felt like I was yelling, hey, help me here. Verbally, I was not communicating. And so it's one that it's hard and it's hard to go back and not necessarily relive those things but figure out what truly is making your surroundings making your mind the way it is what's truly behind those limiting beliefs okay yes you want to do such and such but what truly is stopping you You know, we can have all the self-discipline, all of this in the world, but if we don't heal, it's only one part and there's a whole lot of parts that make the whole. Yeah. Oh, so, so true. I have also been working through a lot of things from my childhood that I didn't really think were that big of a deal, but as I began to unpack them, I think, you know, it's revealed to me the behaviors that I have as a 42 year old woman are in direct correlation to the things that happened to me around me in, you know, in my world uh, from a very young person. And I really, because I didn't have a quote unquote bad childhood, you know, I wasn't, um, you know, in a situation that most people would look at and say, 
oh, poor Amy, like, you know, she has a wonderful family and she has two parents and she has her grandparents and she has all these things and everything looked so perfect. Um, and, and not to say that things weren't, weren't good, but there were still things that happened that, that are directly affecting my behaviors and the way that I think now, especially what's happening in the stories that we tell ourselves in our head over and over and over again. Um, and it's been that mindset work that has been the biggest um, thing that I've really had to change in order to change the things that I'm doing. It, it had to start, start here in, in my mm -hmm. mind. Right. Oh yes. You know, because I literally have to pretty much hourly. Nope. You're going to do this, you know? Nope. Like we, we don't have time for that. Even this morning, you know, I had an eight thirty appointment and it's like, I'm just exhausted well, are you really exhausted or you just don't want to get up and go? You know, it's until you program your yourself, it's something that you've got to work on. It's like a person can go to the gym six days a week, take off two weeks and you have to get back there. You know, you, mm -hmm. and a lot of people don't realize that, yes, we can unclear our mind, but if we are not moving our bodies and getting that energy moving that our vibration is still going to be a lot lower than it needs to be. Nobody's saying that you need to get out and run a marathon, you know, and if you do, that's great. But yeah. moving that body, stretching that body is that stagnant energy. It's so important, you know, that we are moving because oh that's gosh, what our yes. bodies are designed for. Movement is life. People ask me all the time, how did you go from suicidally depressed to where you are now? And, and really the bottom line was movement, no matter how small that movement was, because I had literally stopped moving. I would not even move from my couch. I wouldn't even go to my bed to sleep. I, I had some kind of weird thing, but I was just, I stayed on my couch. I was super depressed. And leading into that organizational piece and the way that our environment affects the way that we feel because of the way I was feeling and depressed there, I would never say I was not like a hoarder or anything, but there were piles, Christina, piles of papers, piles of bills, piles of mail, piles of books, piles of clothes. Yeah. I remember looking at my sink full of dishes and thinking, I will never overcome this mountain. I will never overcome this mountain of dishes and dishes put me, you know, almost in my grave clothes, put me almost in my grave because my environment was so poor because my mindset was so poor. And had I known someone like you that I knew could come in and help me without a judgment of what was happening in my physical world because of my mental world would have been so helpful. And I'm sorry, I'm getting emotional, but I just no, want to time and think like, <laughs> Yeah. And that's what I, you know, people will constantly and like, please don't judge me. No, I'm not perfect. Like, yes, I might wear this beautiful crown and I might look <laughs> like I have my shit all together, but it is far, you know, and that's where as women, as moms, as, you know, even men is we need to stick together and quit judging people because if we help each other, we can get out of this a lot quicker, but we tend to oh, you know, nobody cares about my problems. I, I said it, you know, and I didn't realize how much of an impact it does make for your home to be in better shapes. 
because I still battle with the dishes. You know, I still battle with keeping up with three kids. It's not perfect. Nobody's saying that life has to be perfect. But when it comes to organization, let's just build some systems and clear out some stuff. This should be ever evolving. It shouldn't be, hey, I got my house all organized. We're good forever. No, it's ever evolving in what season. Somebody's getting married. Somebody's getting divorced. Somebody's having a new baby. Somebody's becoming an empty nester. Somebody's family member just died. You know, all of these things and no trauma is bigger than the other, you know, and some trauma might have affected you in unbelievable ways that to me might've just been a normal day. Yeah, exactly. That is okay because at the end of it, trauma still affects the same and it affects our whole life and especially intergenerational trauma that you don't even realize that you're doing and you don't even realize the potential facts that you're putting on your kids unbeknownst because we are not healed you know and that was the hardest because it was like the thing that I was running from more than any I was directly putting it on my oldest son not even realizing it because it's just what we knew we genuinely didn't know any better and to break that so my grandchildren can have a different life and it wasn't like you said it wasn't like he had this bad upbringing but things could have definitely been a lot different now that I know what I know and once you know you know but it's if you're not in it it's hard to to fill that you know that's right and I love that you say what we've always known the things that we've always known and the things, the, the way that things are supposed to be, those mm-hmm. are the things that we have got to wipe off our vocabulary and, and start doing. I heard someone say um, on another podcast, on the Mel Robbins podcast the other day, this, um, a psychologist was on there and she said, look, not everything is right for everybody at all times. If you are a, a depressed person is not going to save the rainforest. So Buy the paper plates and use paper plates. If you're overwhelmed by dishes, use paper plates for a while. There, this may just be for a season. Or I heard on another uh, on another show the other day, or maybe I read it in a book, run the dishwasher three times. If you cannot find it within yourself to rinse those and scrub those dishes, put them in that thing and run that bitch three times. They'll eventually get clean. It doesn't have to be the way it's supposed to be or the way we always knew it to be in order for us to take a step forward and do something different that works for us in our brain and our organization and our home and our family and our life. Right. Mm-hmm. I love that you're out there offering these um, systems to get people um, organized well, I mean, and it, it affects our brains. That's what that's what I really love about about your whole system. And what I tell people all the time, I can come in and organize your house all day long. How are you going to keep it that way? Right. Because we didn't deal with this. Now, Mm -hmm. you know, if I need to just come in, everything's already organized. We're just, you know, changing a few things. That's one thing. But if, if you're here, you're calling me because you need help. There's no way we can. I mean, there's always a way we can totally come in and do your whole home. But you're not going to be satisfied because literally it's going to put you into a tailspin because you've literally gone from one extreme to the other and you have no clue how you got there. And 
your thermostat needs to go back down because it's not comfortable, right? Right, right. Look at all the episodes of Hoarders. They go into a hoard home, completely mm -hmm. make it perfect and beautiful. And have you ever seen any of the follow-up stories on that? There you go. So rarely is it actually kept clean. So tell us, I I know you don't want to give away all your secrets, but tell us some of the ways. Tell us some so, of the ways that you help people with that system of keeping it that way once once you come in and sort of level well, the playing will, field again. Let's say I will start with me personally. This is how I try to treat a lot of my clients is I started with my pantry because I lost my job. We needed to save on food because we've just gone to the store and bought whatever the heck we wanted to. And then it sits in there and, you know, yeah. so my pantry was crazy like I actually have a pretty big pantry and it was like full to the max okay so then that's all I did so that was stage one I didn't use any like I just kind of okay I don't need this this is inspired this is inspired here's you know here's where the beans go here's where the kids snacks go we just started that so then every night I would make the kids go to their little deal, make sure it was all picked up in the pantry. You know, when we got food like Sam's or anything, we would all go and, okay, Edward, my oldest, these are your snacks. These are where they go. This is where, you know, the cans goods go. This is, you know, and then it was the kids helped me put it in there. Okay. So every night I would do like a five minute check of, okay. And literally I would set a timer on my phone, no joke. And I would go in there and straighten everything back up, you know, or I would call the kid that needed, even my two-year-old just to build that system every day, nonstop. Let's get this. Yeah. So we kind of got the systems. Then I started with my closet Then I did that for 30 days. Okay, we're going to take the extra five minutes. Everything's going to have the same hanger when we're hanging up stuff, you know. So then I made sure my pantry was still going, you know, still trucking. But then every 30 days, I started a new one, but then upgraded the pantry. So Mm -hmm. then it was okay, now we kind of this, we maybe tweaked a little things because it just didn't seem right, you know, didn't quite work. So then Mm -hmm. I finally bought bins, you know, from the Dollar Tree. So now we have bins that we put things in, you know, we went for 30 more days, got it all. And then the 90 day mark is when I actually completely put labels on everything kind of aesthetically pleasing and still make sure it's gonna work right Uh uh-huh so still to this day every time we buy groceries and I don't and it's one of those make your kids do it now yes it's gonna take a little more time but make them do it now so still to this day I go in there and from my phone I order from the app of okay this this is what I want for the week for groceries. Okay, I have this, 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 and this. The kids all need this. So I, in my little app, I'm making a grocery list immediately, you know, to make sure 
they already kind of have it on there, but I'm just checking to make sure because we all have an app sync through all of us. And then when what they get the to Dewey, to Dewey, okay. Okay. Yes. Okay. And then it syncs to our command center so everybody can see what's going on. Nice. So I literally make the two year old put up his stuff, the four year old put up her stuff. And it's one like they know and they they know that they get stuff every week, you know. So I kind of look what they they ate, what they didn't eat, things like that. But then I just went through the whole house and then I set a timer on my phone for six months so then I could really wipe it all down. And so it's just about those systems, you know, start small, master that, then go to the other one. And then there was one time that I had too much and I had to stop because things mm -hmm. were getting a little um, back out of hand because it was too many. So it's okay. Let's make sure that we're keeping up with this and then I have a daily weekly and monthly thing that literally is taped on well clipboard now on of a checklist okay did we mop this out the week did we clean the bin you know things like that that is not so overwhelming because they're like well you're, you're doing this no it takes like five seconds because I keep it up you know yeah it, exactly. it's it's not so crazy because I, I keep it up but that is truly the most important things is start small and when I go in I always very very rarely do I do things in one day one yeah. it's too much for the brain and two coming in with that fret like they can see the progress that they made and kind of see where we're having things to kind of see if they might like it if they might not and then I try to come back a couple of days later and finish up. And then I usually try to call like a week and a week, week and a half later. Okay. Is there anything you're not liking? You know, is there any, you know, how is that working? And then we go from there because it's the overwhelm. Like you are so you, it gets so much that you literally, a lot of people call it procrastination. No, you literally it's you're frozen. Like, right. You, yeah, you, mm -hmm. you can't no matter how bad you want to it's and that's really where that flight or flight that trigger that you know like we need to and sometimes it's just so much they don't even know where to start right so and you feel I, like you have to do it all at once like I, I I felt so like extreme it was like polar opposite either everything is piled up or it has to be perfectly organized and mm -hmm. I didn't recognize early enough that really it's an incremental thing right just Yes. Like a, it's like a fitness journey, you know, when I, when my husband and I decided to commit to our fitness about a year and a half ago, we started by taking a walk outside our front door. That was it. Just go outside. Right. And, mm -hmm. and now a year and a half later, that has progressed to bicycle riding and yoga. And my husband is boxer sizing and I'm going to this orange theory and doing rowing and all this other majorly much more complicated workouts, but it started with walking. Once we mastered walking, then we bought some bicycles. Once we mastered bicycles, then we're like, okay, what else can we do? What else can we build on? And it feels mm -hmm. so much more attainable and manageable. It when needs you to build. Be, and it needs to be a lifestyle. That's like, I tell that. people all the time with these fad diets, with everything, it needs to be a lifestyle. So right. one, it's 
a normal home at least has two to three bedrooms, a kitchen, a living room, and one to two bathrooms. Okay. Pretty in a garage of some kind of sorts. Yep. It's if you literally are doing like a daily, weekly, and monthly thing, and then I literally it it basically works out like once a month, but it's about every six months per the room. Mm-hmm. Is I do a reset. Okay. Well, okay, these things were working, these things weren't. What 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 are we ready to get rid of? And it's it's a lifestyle because it's a new season. Um, you know, we have four seasons of the year. We go through different clothes. We we shed new things. New things come into our lives. New babies, you know, babies leaving, and that's the problem. Is we are not constantly working on keeping up with our lives and. Yeah. Just existing and reacting to life Uh will cause you to be panicked. Right. And a lot of people don't understand that when God is not going to give you more than you can't handle. And literally it's, you want a bigger house. You want this. Well, if you can't take care of the one you have, he's not Mm. going to provide that so it should be an ongoing thing you know do you really need the bigger house or do we just no i never want a bigger house (laughs) or do we just have things filling them you know yes it's all we all have memories and we all have things that are very dear to us but do we absolutely need all of it that's (laughs) for you it's not for me to decide that's for you to decide you know um, but it should be okay. A lot of them can't make these big decisions. So let's just start small, you know, for every 10 shirts, you get rid of one forever, yeah. you know, something small and then do it again next month for every five shirts, you get rid of two, you know, yeah. until you can build that process, because especially with our ADHD is our brains are in such overload as it is that you need to take things slowly so you can be able to process everything and it not be a shock to the system and you don't put yourself back in fight or flight that's right yeah and it becomes such second nature I mean you don't even I know you're setting like if you set that five minute timer at the end of every day I think once people start down that path they'll find themselves just doing it as a part of their, you know, when you go around before you go to bed, you're locking all the doors, you're checking the pantry. Yep. 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 It's there. And it takes 30 seconds to do. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. I find myself picking up the clothes that, you know, if someone left clothes, Oh, they just go right in the basket. You know, it just doesn't, but if you don't do those tiny habits, then that's when you become in the place where I was and just completely overwhelmed, shutting your eyes to the world and ignoring it all. And then it just makes you feel worse on the inside. Oh God. Yes. I mean, and I was <laughs> that girl. So I mean, and it's just like for laundry Mondays last night was my daughter's night. She's five years old. Yep. She walks me to the laundry. She puts her stuff in. I help her, you know, put it like whatever the things are. And mm-hmm. then when it's time, we set a timer. So she knows. So we go, we put the stuff in the dryer and then while those are drying, we, we clean her room together. So I make sure, you know, okay, where do you want this? You know, are we playing with this anymore? 
she helps me pick out her clothes for the whole week because Monday is her day. So it got us through Monday, but I'm teaching her to be self-efficient, you know? Mm -hmm. Yes. Do I, does it take more time? Absolutely. But I know that her laundry is done every Monday. And guess yeah, what? And when it she's doesn't... 15 and changing clothes four times a day, that will be something she can do and not something it's... you have to do. <laughs> exactly. So do the work right. now so you can reap the rewards later. And it's the right. constant. And I don't miss it. You know, even if I have a networking event or even if I have something, we do it. So my husband will step in and say, okay, we it's laundry day you know, and just taking her through those things. And then I even let her try to hang them up. I mean, like, yeah, it's, it's one. Yeah. Because here's the thing is we're building this system. Nobody says it has to be just perfect because then you become OCD. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Right. But 80, 20 rule. I live my whole life by the 80, 20 rule. Yes. And (laughs) it just, it needs to fit her her you know like she doesn't like to put her shoes in the closet okay well line them up against the wall then you know like nothing has to necessarily be black or white what works best for you and your family and that's what you know I try to tell my customers is I don't live here once I leave it's it's you so we need for you, I am here to give you suggestions. I am here to help you. I am here to be your body double. But when it comes to this is not my home, mm-hmm. you know, this is your home. And when it is your home, you need to be comfortable in your own home. That's right. That's right. So that's, that's so I, good. yes. So that's, that's it. my secret is just starting small like I get people all the time yeah can you come do my whole house yeah I can but it's going to take about eight months that's right yeah Mm -hmm. because that's my name and you know I want to make sure that people walk away with value not can I come back 15 zillion times because it's not done right yeah I mean good for business so sure I'll come reorganize it for you every month if you want but uh, you're never going to learn to do it on your own <laughs> right yes yes That's great. so it's it's one of those that yes I will but you know when it comes to what are you going to do when I'm not here that's it. Well, I can't thank you enough for coming on and sharing your story and telling us how we can get our homes right by starting right here between mm-hmm. our ears. Um, yep. and sometimes, you know, if, if you find yourself sitting around in a home that has piles of things, you feel really overwhelmed. I know that Christina is a completely judgment-free zone. It doesn't matter why it got that way. She can help you get it right again and help you to maintain it on your own. Christina, tell everybody where they can find you online. And if they're looking for some, if you're in the Oklahoma City metro area uh, and you need some help with your pantry, with your life, with your laundry, your dishes, um, to get a system in place that you can actually move forward, where can people uh, find you online? Yes. Uh, so you can go to my website at www.declutterqueen, or you can find me on Facebook or Instagram at Decluttering Queen. Okay. Um, and yeah. Awesome. And that website is declutter-queen.com. Yes. Is that right? 
Yes, it is. Put in the dash, declutter-queen.com. Yes. That's Thank it. you and so much. And go find much. her online uh, on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, Declutter Queen OK. Uh, she's right here in the Oklahoma City metro area, and I know that she'll do a great job at an affordable price for you. Thank you, Christina, Thanks. so much for being my guest, and thank you for being a queen that leads. Oh, well, you are so welcome. Love you. The Queen's Lead podcast is recorded worldwide and produced by the kick-ass media team at the Height Digital home base in Nicaragua. Until our next episode, stay real queens and go lead. Remember to tap that follow and leave your review. For freebies and more real, inspiring content you love, go to amysingleton.net and connect with Amy on our socials at The Real Amy Singleton. One more thing. This is the legal language, what my lawyer wrote and what I need to read to you. This podcast is presented for educational and entertainment purposes only. I am Amy Singleton, and I'm just your friend. Although I may speak to many on this show, I am not a psychotherapist, a business coach, a doctor, a CPA, a lawyer, or probably anyone who should be giving you professional advice. This podcast is not a substitute for a relationship with your doctor, coach, or any other licensed professional. Got it? Good. Now go be a queen and follow me at The Real Amy Singleton.